and yeah, the experience will just be drastically different for you. Mm-hmm. All you need is like some basil, garlic, and onion. That's it. You're good. Check out the description down below for Rob DeSantis family pasta sauce recipe. Yeah. Simple, easy, delicious. Hey, welcome to Super Social Club. I'm Jeremy. This is Whiskey in the Six. I'm Rob. Welcome to the Whiskey Ramp podcast. It's a little crusty. It's frustrating. And it's going to be a little bit of a rant. I don't understand it. I don't know why. Some sort of injustice. Anyway, end rant. Hello and welcome back to the Whiskey Ram podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Rob. And there's a fruit fly that's driving me crazy already. No, that's part of the podcast. We, we <laughs> like, you want to reset? or <laughs> No, that's good. That's uh, tonight, good stuff. We are talking about uh, whiskeys for the fall season. Uh, fall has just come, um, and we switch up our habits. I mean, I do, for sure. Mm-hmm. Drink different things in the summertime versus the fall or winter months. And uh, in front of us tonight, we got a couple Octomores to try. I would say more than ever this summer, because there were some really hot days this summer. Oh, it's crazy. So I... Definitely was leaning toward a lighter whiskey this summer, big mm-hmm. time, like more than ever. And now that it's cooled down and everything, I'm definitely craving that heavier peat style, yeah, heavier sherry style, like that kind of stuff. There's nothing like when the air gets a little brisk, a little cold out there to like have a nice warming peated scotch. It's like it's literally the best thing. It's why people in Scotland love drinking peated scotch because it's yeah. like it's almost that temperature there all the time. Yeah, uh, honestly, I don't care what anybody says. They call Christmas the most wonderful time of the year. This is the most wonderful time of the year. Scotch season. So t- like as soon as fall starts. Yeah. Throughout October, October is the best month of the year. Let's be real. Like mm. Thanksgiving is incredible. Yeah, football's flying. Hockey's starting. <laughs> Our American friends would be like, "Uh, Thanksgiving's in October." Buddy. Thanksgiving's in November for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but whatever. You know, what, I mean, we're here in Canada, so that's what counts. And then Halloween is incredible. I agree. You get all the major sports starting up again. Whether you're a football fan, a hockey fan, a basketball fan, baseball playoffs, baseball playoffs. Like October is one of the best sporting months for sure. And what yeah. a better time to sit back and relax with a nice uh, peated scotch. Yeah. Do you remember our very first ever uh, video collaboration we did? It was Octomore. It was Octomore. It wasn't the first time we met, but it was the first time we did a video collaboration. Yeah. yeah. I think we did, what, six or eight Octomores it in was that a video? Lot. We had poured them all out. It was a 6163, 7173. And I don't know if there's more than that. Yeah, there was like six Octomores. Okay. I'm pretty sure. It was wild. Like, it was. I remember like the basement your entire smelled. basement, yeah. just like it was just like enveloped with Octomore, which yeah. was amazing. It was. It was so cool. Yeah. That was, I think that was my first experience with Octomore. Really? Yeah, I think yeah. you you uh, broke the Octomore cherry. I remember um, going to the LCBO and buying a six point one. They had it at the time; it was super expensive. It was a two hundred bucks. Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa, this is a, like crazy money at, for me at the time." Anyway, two hundred bucks on a bottle was a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we talked about it before. The whiskey bitch, old school freaking YouTuber, one of the best, one of the pioneers. She put me onto Octomore, and I was like, this sounds incredible. I have to buy it. Forget yeah. about the LCBO, like, charging so much money. Um, I'm doing it. And that was the first one, and that was amazing. You know, it's liking Pete is one of those, like, fake it till you make it kind of things. For me, it was anyway. I don't no, know if that's me, an, it was, like, instant. You loved it right away. A lot of people, I find, have to, like, kind of push themselves to like it. Um, 
And then that, that night, we had those Octomores, and I was forever sold. Yeah. That was it. I needed Pete in my life, and, and that was like the breaking point. Like mm-hmm. Before that, I, I reviewed some, some scotch that was peated, but I never really like fell in love until Octomore. Yeah. So it, it will always hold a special place in my heart, despite the fact that I think the 14.1 and 14.3 are going to go for like $400. <laughs> we got in at the good time of Octomore, and let's tell people what we got in front of us right now. We're drinking the 11.3. And the 13.1. 13.1 and 11.3. I got this at a Brook Laddie tasting uh, where they showed the Water of Life movie. Okay, nice. Which was really cool. And then there was nice. like breaking points where they like, okay, drink that like Bear Barley, drink that like right. Brook Laddie, whatever, drink the Octomore 13.1. Yeah. Uh, so I picked this up. It, was, it wasn't cheap. It was like 280 Yeah, man. Um, but like when, when in Rome kind of thing, I was there, I yeah. was like, all right, it's on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I'll buy it. Yeah. Price of Octomore have gone, uh, crazy. We used to source bottles out of Alberta for 140 to 160 Canadian dollars. Yeah. Back in the day, I remember loading up on a whole bunch of 6.3 6.3. Cause it was, it was my favorite one. And a lot of people will, will say that the Octomore 6.3 is one of their favorites as well. We um, were lucky enough to get a bunch of those 6.3s for a really good price in Alberta. Like 150 bucks, I think it was. It was about yeah. That, yeah. It was cheap. Super worth it. I um, wish I would have um, hung on to a few more yeah. than I did because now I'm all out. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you have a sealed one. I have about four. Four sealed ones. We're yeah. going to have to... like manufacture some sort of trade i bought enough for life i feel you know i'll open one every five years and drink it down slowly and slowly and slowly i need one of those in my life yeah uh Um, if you're unaware about octomore the point one scottish barley point threes are isla barley so specific to the island has there ever been a time where this where the point one was better than the point three not in my experience never not for me but the sixes seem like they are still the benchmark yeah 6.1 and the 6.3 are still phenomenal and i don't know i named the 9.3 my whiskey of the year back in 2019 maybe it was yeah and that was the closest i've noticed to a 6.3 was the 9.3 um so that would be like probably my second favorite but they're all really good and they all just deliver this like really unique profile of peat because like these are some of the highest ppm contents of any scotch but it doesn't necessarily translate to like the heaviest smoke these are really well balanced you're these right whiskeys with a lot of sweetness to them but like what is it about octomore for you that like really sets itself apart well i think what's great about octomore is when you're outside especially in the fall the the coldness outside there's a lot of sense because of like the falling leaves and like there's already a lot going on mm-hmm. it's something that cuts through all of that very well is yeah. octomore yeah you're not dominating this whiskey right like it's not it's dominating whatever it's in the room with yeah like we've talked about it before drinking outside um you lose like what 40 percent of the nose yeah 35 40 yeah. percent of what of what you're like smelling is gone because like outside like is so much different. Right. Um, so you really do need like a whiskey that's going to like hold up to the elements. Obviously, Octomore like these are cast strength coming in at sixty, 
1.7 for the 11.3 and 59.2 for the 13.1. Um, really, really bold whiskeys. This is 194 ppm. Yeah. That is absurd. Yeah. What was the highest? Like 300 and something, wasn't it? Yeah. This one is 137.3. Yeah. And for context, um, the Freud would be something like around 50. 40, 50. 40 or 50. And our big 40 or 50. Uh, the PPM doesn't necessarily translate to like post maturation peat levels it's a little it's a little skewed yeah and there's something like behind like they the science behind actually like perceiving we don't know the science no but there's there was something done about like you can't actually perceive a hundred and like past like 60 ppm or 80 ppm or something like that right so it's just like like kind of a cool thing that they have yeah. and they and you know that what's great about these bottles is they're very transparent despite the fact that the bottle itself is not transparent <laughs> um you know it tells you the abv it tells you it's unchill filtered no added color um and it actually says coloring free which hmm. ralphie's made a, a distinction between no added color and coloring free and like he thinks that actually matters more when they say coloring free okay which I'm not sure why, but I thought that was cool to bring up. Um, tells you the PPM level, three, uh, 137.3. Tells you how old it is, which is five years old. <clears throat> Somewhere on the bottom. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Octomar comes in traditionally at five years old. There has been other expressions. There's a 10-year-old. Um, I think that they did one for the um, Fajil festival mm -hmm. a little bit older perhaps i have a 10 year old yeah stashed away 10 year olds somewhere. are good yeah this one is five years old bourbon cask scottish mainland is the barley origin mm -hmm. which is very cool uh barley variety is concerto concerto oh concerto <laughs> <clears throat> uh released in 2022 yeah and if you look on their website um they might even list what bourbon distilleries they're getting their ex-bourbon cast from it was brooklady was one of the first that i've ever noticed that would do that they would list like this one is comprised of jack daniels casks and heaven hill casks and wild turkey casks etc etc mm -hmm. you don't really see that um ever in scotch whiskey like disclosing what bourbon casks they're using so i thought that's kind of a cool that's thing because that Brook Laddie is not threatened by anybody. Mm -hmm. They just don't care. Mm -hmm. They they play by their own rules, and they're not afraid. Besides Octomore, in the fall season, the winter season, um, what other peated scotches are you reaching for? So I really, really, really like that Benaromic Contrasts uh, Sherry Oh, the Sherry Peated, yes. That's delicious. Mm -hmm. um, I really like the Lumreeks. That McNair is coming out with, uh, that 12-year-old is really good. Doesn't necessarily have to be cast strength. The 10-year-old cast strength is good, though. Yeah. I'm, uh, I just recently purchased a McNair's 21-year-old. I'm very excited about that. Nice. I haven't seen it yet. Right. Nice. But I'm pumped for that. Um, as far as other peated whiskeys, Springbank's obviously always there. Mm -hmm. uh, Longro, um, always going to be there. If I can get it. 
I think for me, Springbank is one that I can drink at any occasion. Always. Um, But there's definitely some that I won't drink in the summer. I think for me, like, obviously, Octomore is one that I'm probably not going to drink in the summertime. Mm -hmm. Um, Laphroaig is probably another one that, like, I would rather drink in the winter months, in the cold season. Arbeg, same thing. Arbeg Koivrekin, probably. Like, if, if you reverse, if you rewind, like, five, ten years yeah. for me it was like koi of reckon mm-hmm. it was lagavulin 16 back when lagavulin 16 was still like really really solid i yeah. feel like they've dipped a little bit in recent years yep um but i think lagavulin 16 was probably like the nostalgia pour for me yeah like that's the outside like you know um fall campfire you know like a late season little beach mission where it's still like nice enough during the day but it gets kind of cold at night you know like that campfire pour is phenomenal i think i think if i'm gonna go peat in the warmer months it has to be lower abv yeah and probably has to be a bourbon cask so it's more fruity like citrusy fruit Mm -hmm. and like to complement it i know this is not your jam but like oysters Oysters and Laphroaig go incredible together. Yeah, you know what? Like, um, the Caledonian would give you, if you ordered oysters, I think, there, they would give you a spray bottle spray. that had, yeah. uh, what, it had, like, Ardbeg in it or Ardbeg, something, right? I, I believe it was Ardbeg. Spritz, yeah. like, Ardbeg on your things. It's so good. Uh, I can see that, yeah. Because, like, even with these Ardbegs, you get, like, a little bit of, like, a seashell, yeah. kind of, like, wet rock, yes. kind of, like, maritime mist kind that's, of note to them, you know? That's Isla in a nutshell, that right? Like, Isla in a nutshell, yeah. Isla, you get... Because it's such a, like, wavy, like, for, I've never been, but from what I'm told, it's, like, super wavy, <laughs> windy. When you close your eyes, you just see the shore getting hit yeah. with waves yeah. and spraying yeah. up into the sky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, all kinds of sea spray, all mm-hmm. kinds of, like, salt landing into the barrels and, you know. So, <clears throat> that's what I love about Brook Laddie. And I recently also uh, traded for the Black Art 10.1, which is the non-peated version of their mm. line. Yeah, uh, very similar kind of like mystique to it that that the Octomore has. Uh, probably even more so because they don't really reveal too much. Um, I love like their story. Like I know that they've over the years gone so expensive, and you know, but like the Brooklady Black Art. 10.1 is 29 years old mm-hmm. what are you paying for a traditional 29 year old from like any ob bottler right now right yeah i mean the most recent one i can think of is Springbank 30 it's like three which, yeah right it was right? like 20 it was 2500 ish yeah at retail yeah. if you paid the retail price right? right so brooke laddie offers the black art in canada average price is about 750 bucks mm-hmm. right uh, plus tax or whatever, you know, and in, in, uh, actually in Ontario, including tax, I think it's 800 all in. Does he also be able to get a couple? They get, We're they getting get it. Get it's some? coming. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, yes, that's expensive. expensive, but when you compare it to its peers and yeah. what the market's dictating for that age of whiskey, then maybe you can say it's, 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 it is good value. It's probably the better buy versus like, I mean, value age, whatever. If you're not, just looking at quality, yeah. these are five years old. So why is Octomore so expensive at five years old? You know what? 
someone said, and I don't know if this is true, but they said that because these are uh, vintage stated, that they can't have older whiskey in there. But you've always suspected that there's older whiskey in these, and I, I and I don't think you're wrong. Like it, it doesn't make sense <clears throat> that there's not. They drink older than they are. So the vintage statement that you're referring to is what exactly? So apparently, if there's a vintage statement on a bottle, they cannot put anything outside of that vintage age in the bottle. See, I'm not familiar with that rule, and I don't see. It just says limited edition. No, it's just say distilled 2014. Mm -hmm. But then again, are they just like listing the youngest? I thought that was the obligation. I thought that was the only obligation. Like their youngest whiskey is distilled 2014. Um, This this 0.1 is actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. um, I think you're right. I I mean, it if it's not older, then whatever casks they use. They're brilliant. They and brilliant, and whatever yeah. they wherever they put it in the distillery, they know that it's gonna get more maturation than other places. Yeah. Like if this whiskey is truly all five years, it's some of the best five year whiskey in the entire planet. Oh, it, it hits way above its weight class. Yeah. It you could you could easily compare this to the Lafroy ten year old cast strength. The like the stuff that's a lot older. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's True. it's hitting way above its weight class. It's it's Better than most Lafroy ten-year-old cast strengths. Yeah, it's better than. I mean, it's a lot more expensive, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's better than the most recent Lagavulin twelve-year-old cast strengths. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely more of what I'm looking for in an Isla when I'm buying a cast strength Isla. Yeah, I want that heavy peat. Yeah, you don't get that necessarily always in the Lagavulin twelve-year-old, right? 12-year-old, right? I think with, like, with Octomore, like, what makes it so special, in my opinion, is, like, they balance out this, like, crazy peat with, like, this sweetness. Yeah. It comes in, like, really, really sweet. And, like, I don't know how they do it. The point threes usually have a little bit more of these, like, farmy elements to them. Yeah. Right? They have this, like, this damp hay kind of note, this, like, you know, muddy... You don't, I don't, sometimes you throw out the word like manure and people are like, what the hell are you talking yeah. about? That sounds awful. Yeah. Um, but it's just like a little, like, you know, little fragrance of that. It's not like manure in the sense that like it's a, it's an off putting. No. Right. It just like smells like a, like a fresh farm. I would say you know? like, I would, I would probably compare it more to like a mud. Right. It's like a muddy, yeah. um, damp. Hey, it's mostly mud with a little cow turd mixed in, but like it's so small that like you don't really notice it too much. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> um, we should. Did we already distinguish that the the point ones are Scottish barley mainland, and we did say the that. point you did say that right? Yeah. The, Isla. the, the point threes are always Isla barley, Isla specific <clears throat> barley, and it does make a big difference. It does. Um, it makes you, a you huge get more difference. like the farming kind of elements with the point threes. For the most part, in generalized speaking, I think. So, have you heard about Brookladdy's uh, rye cask or no. rye rye whiskeys? No. So, because they didn't want like to absolutely torch the soils in Isla, they um, they planted rye for a couple of years. Hmm. So they recently released a fifty fifty, I think, um, which is half rye, half barley. 
exciting. Yeah. That's really interesting. I actually really want to try that. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I always wonder, like, there's all these Scottish grain blends. Right. But they never list what the grains are. Is so, it, like, a known thing that, like, Canada grows the best rye? I don't know if it's, like, globally known. I think we just think that. <laughs> I, I think like, the Americans agree. Even for uh, a lot of American whiskeys use Canadian rye. That's why. Like, I was going to say, like, I, I, I do believe that the Americans agree we have some of the best rye in the world. I think just the climate, uh, you know, works best for it, right? Yeah. Like, it grows well in colder climates. Yeah, like there was that whole gimmick of the Northern Harvest rye from Crown Royal, right? Because it's basically winter rye. It's rye right. that's, I guess, like picked in in the winter or close to it. Yeah, they. I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but they do have like a very late harvest for that, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, like the frost, it like helps it somehow. Mm-hmm. the frost helps it right or normal plants you would like frost would hurt it right or kill it even the rye like stands up to that really really well yeah it's like ice wine mm. you need that first frost in mm-hmm. order to do ice wine otherwise it won't work mm-hmm. and you have to go get it on the first frost right which is kind of cool yeah that's why ice wine is so expensive that's true and it comes in little vials yeah and it's very very sweet it's delicious yeah these are really good these what's are really a, what's good. a whiskey that you're not drinking in the colder temperatures? A whiskey that I'm not drinking in colder temperatures. Yeah, like what's one that you put the back of the shelf when the temperatures gets a bit colder? Is there one? Probably something lighter. I, I don't really... The problem with us is we don't really buy that kind of what's whiskey. What's the worst whiskey to drink outside in the fall? Macallan. <laughs> <laughs> Macallan pretty much anything. I... I would say that's up there, but I would you know, my number one distillery would be Glenmorangie. Glenmorangie's yeah, because it's very like subtle. If you take a Glenmorangie ten outside on a fall day, it's, you're drinking water, vodka. You're drinking <laughs> yeah, right. It's, you're drinking nothing. <laughs> it will taste like nothing to you. Yeah, I, you are probably bang on with that because like it is super subtle. Um, I think with like, at least with McAllen, you'll get some sort of nuance, but you're right. I think Glen Morangie is, is too light. Yeah. If you're taking a McAllen 43% outside, I mean, okay, like whatever, like it's going to drink thin probably yeah. to you. Um, maybe, and you're going to probably waste it because it's so expensive that you yeah. don't want to take that thing outside. Cause you, what's the nose on McAllen at 43% outside? What? I mean, like maybe the sherry yeah. cask, you'll you'll get it, but like if you take a triple cask Macallan outside at a forty three percent, it's gone. It it will smell like nothing. It will smell. Like, the double cask will smell like nothing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you're right. Glenmorangie is one that like I, well, I don't buy Glenmorangie. I don't like Glenmorangie. Glenmorangie is like one of the main distilleries that I would probably not. There's stuff from Glenmorangie that I want to like. I want to like the 14, but I never buy it. I want yeah, to like the 12. I know. But I never buy it. But like the Quinta Rubin cast, like it's it's pretty okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's pretty okay. It's pretty okay. <laughs> exactly. I just that, wish it was better. Right? Because yeah. if it was better, it hits all the other boxes. Like it's it's well priced. It's 14 years old. Yeah. It's 46%. Right. It's just it doesn't deliver. I I like how Glen Morangie was like a pioneer in like doing cast finishings and like they kind of like maybe yeah. started it or whatever. But 
I feel like their spirit is so light and so delicate. The 10-year-old at cast strength might be intriguing for me. But That'd be cool, yeah. The way they bottle it is like it's, I'm never going to buy one. Um, and you don't see it in the independent bottling market, do you? Uh, no. You ever see a Glen Morangie by like Gordon McPhail? Or Which is Sigatory weird because... Or anyone? Glen Morangie, uh, you know Does what? Does SMWS they probably, have one? I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Glen Morangie comes in at a... A name that doesn't like reflect its distillery you know what i mean like one of those kind of um because they are one of the largest producers of spirit aren't comment they? down below have you ever seen glenmorangie in the independent bottling market i would love to know i would love to try one because i think like that at cast strength might be more appealing to me and i don't think they really have any cast strength expressions do they do they bottle anything cast strength i don't think they have anything cast strength the Cygnus 46. I know they have like a few single casks that look really cool, but like insanely expensive. So I tried like their new, like, I don't know what it's called. Something like Forest. It was like a. Yeah. How's that? It was okay. It was like, it was something that was cool to try, but like you would never buy a bottle of it. You don't want a whole bottle of this because it's very like weird kind of tasting. You know, I've been eyeing the winter. It's called winter. That's I think what I'm talking about. So you're the the forest exists as well. So they both exist. Okay. I think the forest came out after the year after winter came mm -hmm. out. Um, I've been eyeing winter because it's sitting on a shelf somewhere that I usually frequent, and I just can't bring myself to buy it. But yeah. I want to try it. Like I do it's really like, want to try. It's like it. do a bottle split. Do a bottle split yeah. with like a couple people because like you don't need a whole bottle. You just need maybe like a couple hundred milliliters to get a like, kind of like, a taste for it. But like, it's so kind of weird and different that like, it's good to try, but you're never going to go back to that bottle yeah. over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah. Do you remember when I opened that bottle of uh, the Milshan or Milshine? It, yeah. it was the one that looked like a candy parlor or like a barber shop. Yeah. That got so much hype, that bottle. I yeah. bought one of them too. Did you buy one? It went crazy on secondary for a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was okay. Again, it was okay. I and opened it. They have these like gimmicky ones, like the tail of cake. Remember that one? Tail of cake. I never tried. Yeah, you did. Did I, I try? have a bottle oh, of it? Okay, so then I just, maybe I did try. I it. have a bottle. That, of it. I that's reviewed how, it. That's how memorable it is. <laughs> that I have no recollection trying. Right, it. like they have these like gimmicky ones that like you're like okay, well like cake is good, whiskey cake might be good, but yeah. like I forget the maturation. It was a weird wine cask, I think. Right. Yeah um but um, no that was not that was not a i think it was like it was like a german like sweet wine or like something like yeah, some sort of like european weird. sweet yeah. wine but not from like the typical european countries that you mm -hmm. would think a sweet wine comes from mm -hmm. something like that um all i'm smelling right now though is this sour spritz <laughs> lather soap that's behind like that's literally like like i want to eat it that's how good it smells take a bite <laughs> take a bite it's all say. natural take so it probably would be okay take a little, take a little bite of that take, take what are the ingredients in some of these are pretty interesting it's all natural it's, it's yeah it's, it's good for you uh yeah organic oils olive palm castor rice bran and coconut how do you go wrong with any of that <laughs> shea butter goat milk you know, okay, so there's a funny little thing that's going on at work. <clears throat> we go to a we go to a coffee shop. I'm not gonna be specific here because I don't wanna like, you know, embarrass anybody or anything like that. But uh we go to a coffee shop and I usually ask for like 
a splash of oat milk in my just regular like brew coffee. You know what I mean? Like a drip coffee. Like drip coffee, yeah. just a splash of gold, <laughs> oat milk. But it's pronounced, every time they say it, it sounds like it, 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 they're saying goat milk. You're saying oat? I'm saying oat. But do you think it's goat? But they say goat. Okay. <laughs> but they know it's oat. Like they, it's on the menu. So today, I have a picture of, of the cup. And it says G next to it. <laughs> like a G, one G, like one goat, right, like one this, goat this milk. Goat. I'm surprised that a coffee shop even have goat milk. They don't. Okay. It, this coffee shop does not have goat milk. There's so absolutely no chance. What do they pour you? It's oat milk. But I guess because <laughs> of the way they pronounce it, they think that it's actually... Is this an Italian coffee shop? This is not. This is not. Okay. <laughs> this is nowhere near Italian. Because one time I went to an Italian coffee shop and I was like, can I get like an oat milk cappuccino? Yeah. And they're like, no oat milk for you. <laughs> they're like, you want, you want full fat milk or get the fuck out of my store? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, just a straight espresso, please. Then <laughs> They're like legit, like plant milks don't exist in Italy or in our store. So get the fuck out of here. I'm like, all right, fine. Italians are harsh. They were like, you want that lactose to freaking fuck with you or take it straight, bud? Honestly, though, I will say the milk in Italy is drastically different than the milk here. Do they do it unpasteurized? So. Everything they do, they're not allowed to add any, like, hormones to, like, they're not allowed to, like, tamper with any food, basically. So, their food is so much more pure than ours. Oh, yeah. Like, just Because it's all fresh, too, right? Like It's all fresh, but it's, like, they don't use GMOs. They don't use chemicals to, like, or, like, steroids to, like, enhance their cows. Like, you're not going to get a good steak in Italy. What's the population of Italy? 60-something million which is insane because it's, it's like, like a fraction of the size of Ontario. And it's almost double or double all of Canada's population. It's double. Well, we I think 40, we're like 40 million. 40-ish? Yeah. 40, yeah, so we have, 40 and 43? They have over 20 million than we have, yeah. despite the fact that you can fit like a million Italy's in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, that's what they always say about, like, italian food right it's like it's all just fresh stuff like our pasta sauce you go buy a freaking jar of pasta sauce from the grocery store it's got preservatives it's got sugar it's got all this like junk in it yeah don't buy it right if you're gonna buy sauce like buy tomato sauce buy the ones that are from italy and just tomato Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like ingredients literally just says tomato that's it and and what you do and then i'll uh, (laughs) well no i mean the can's okay but like you want a jar? Yeah, like a jar the, of the already like like blended sauce. Okay. Okay, yeah. and then but that's raw, so yeah, you have you to take that it. home. You got to put your garlic, your okay. o- your onion, yeah. your olive oil. Okay. And then let it like cook for like simmer three hours. Three hours. Three to five hours. <laughs> that's that's the right way to do it. And then freeze that. And then once you done, okay. when, when you freeze that, and then you just like periodically when you're gonna have your like quinoa pasta or whatever. i love that because like i don't like jarred pasta sauce that much it's not that good it's n- it's not real it's not, that good. it's not real it's not even that good like when we were kids we used to joke about ragu sauce like if someone actually <laughs> ate ragu like there was something wrong with them 
But that was because like the the elementary school I went to was like seventy percent Italian. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, don't buy any of those like jars. Like right. The you know I don't know I don't even know what they're called. But ragu is the only one that comes to mind because I remember that from like forever. I don't remember all the brand names, but they're all they're different everywhere. But you're right. Like pasta sauce in a grocery store in North America is trash. Yeah. Yeah. You have to buy like the raw tomato but like blend it into like a sauce mm-hmm. and then cook it yourself i like that yeah and if you need a recipe I'll, I'll send you one okay i do i'll coach you i do need a recipe yeah because it's it's so easy yeah. it is really like ridiculously easy and obviously so much better and yeah the experience will just be drastically different for you mm-hmm. all you need is like some basil garlic and onion that's it you're good <laughs> Check out the description down below for Rob DeSantis' family pasta sauce recipe. Yeah. Simple, uh, easy, delicious. The one that what I use, like, for my own, you wouldn't want to use, though. Because, I like, the base has, like, either, like, a beef bone or, like, a beef, like... You put your recipe in the description down below. People can look at it. They can alter it if they want to. Alter it to, to right? their liking. Yeah. yeah. You, do, you do your thing. I'll do that. Will your mother and grandmother be like, you should not have shared that? No, because mine is very different than both of theirs. Okay. But it's, I got the stamp of approval from both of them. So okay. that's, that was pretty cool. Okay. And because my like, wife's mom, who's also Italian. I know Italians are very secretive of their, of their recipes sometimes. Yeah. I, I was told by someone in the family that I have the best <laughs> sauce. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that I make such the best person. Yeah, it such is for me. It is because like yeah. Italian old old Italian women make incredible pasta sauce. I'm sure. Yeah, or just so. fo- any food in general. Yeah, um, because it's like a passion. Well, you know? like when when my wife and I were childless, we used to like take pa- like take pride in our cooking. Like we would like cook up like yeah. the best dishes together. Like we would, you know, spend time in the kitchen, yeah, and do it like, right. Do it right. You and know, now it's a couple, couple chip contenders in the oven for the kids and yeah. that's it. We just got to get it done. <laughs> we just got to get it done now. <laughs> got to get it done. Get the kids to bed. Yeah. <laughs> look at the baby. Look at the baby. I love that. <laughs> so we should, uh, we, we kind of, Went off on a tangent there. We should go back to uh, these Octomars, which are actually very, very good, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I do love Octomar, <clears throat> but like, I feel like the price now, like, it's hard to justify what you're getting from these for the price. I, I don't think they're worth it. Anymore. I think Octomar is one of those things for me that I will probably buy like biannually now. Like yeah. every other year, I'll buy one just to kind of have. <sighs> Honestly, like I got this one as a gift. You bought this one at, at an event. Um, I don't think I would spend my money on them personally. I think if you want to like do a bottle split with like four people, yeah, maybe you can justify that. Like yep. a bottle of Octomore will last you many, many years. It, it will last many, many years. Yeah. You don't hit it very often. You don't, you don't. What, um, before we mark these, what would be the best replacement for one of these instead of having to buy one of these oh what's the best placement for octomore yeah good question something so, that has that similar yeah. style peat like what is it is it your kill homan maybe yeah there's probably kill homan's getting up there kill in price homan's too. to do stuff like this 
Um, but like, do you, can you get like this, like farmy element? I don't know. I would probably have to stick with Brooklady. Kill Holman has, um, they do an Isla Barley Brooklady, right? They do the Isla like Barley Brooklady. Isla Barley. They do the 10 year old Port Charlotte, which is not cast strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Isla Barley's, they're hit or miss. They though. do a Port Charlotte Isla Barley, right? Some of them are like really like. I don't know, wine cask influence. They're not as peated as this, so that mm. wine cask really like It is hard through. to replace it is it is a very hard to replace bottle and that's why I think that they're so sought after. Yeah. I think I mean the closest I don't know. I I, I would probably have to go with Kill Homan just because the age comparison. Yeah. Um there's some like there's the Manchir Bay that has like a cast strength version. That's good. Uh, the San Egg is really good, but it's not. It's only fifty percent. It's not cast strength, right? I'm gonna give you an answer, but it doesn't exist yet. Okay. Okay. The replacement for Octomore will be potentially. I don't even know this for sure. The new Brora. The new Brora. The new Brora. Interesting. Brora. I, I thought you were gonna say. Uh, Arna Merkin. I will never say that distillery's name because I don't even know how to pronounce that, it. I just said it right. Even I, though I just said it right. Everyone, oh, we should mention. <laughs> we should mention in the comments. Um, we did our annual whiskey fantasy draft, mm-hmm. where we went out and we picked uh, with a thousand dollar budget. We picked like a fantasy uh, whiskey lineup of bottles. Uh huh. We did it differently this year. We went with more stuff that we haven't tried before that's just available. Or not so available. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Rob was the winner with 58.1% of the vote. Am um, I 2-0 now? Yeah, you are. I'm 2-0. People like your picks more than me, for sure. <laughs> this one was closer. This was closer. The first draft we did, you won by, like I think it was like almost close to 70%. It was a landslide. Yeah, it was a landslide. The last time. This one's 58%, a little bit closer. Closer. Um, but people really <laughs> got on me for cheating. Some some, some people like literally like just spite voted for me. They spite voted for you because I cheated and picked uh, Springbank, which yeah. wasn't even out yet. No. One. Right. And was against the rules right. that we had made. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> I think you made the rules. I think you made them originally. Well, yeah. I mean... Uh, <laughs> We kind of like we kind of like don't want to like pick Springbank on certain lists or certain things. Yeah, because it's like, hard to because a lot of people get upset and it, about like it. You can't get it. We get upset about not getting Springbank. Everyone else um, that hasn't been established with like secondary market availability or even like being in the Springbank Society or whatever, they have even a worse time. So like. If we're getting frustrated, everyone else is getting even way more frustrated. So, like, we don't try to include Springbank. I cheated. I want that bottle. I want that um, bottle, too. I want that bottle so bad. You, so. you had, you caused sleepless nights for me. Like, after. You were, I know. Yeah. Well, this is what, what you do. If you, if you miss it, it's fine. You know no, what? No, There's no, no, four no. more coming out. I know, but I don't want to I think the Fino it. is going to be maybe the best of the, of the five. I have two backup bottles of the PX. I'm hoping I could trade. I know, you keep mentioning that. I want to trade one of those <laughs> for the Paulo Cortado. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's how, that's how I plan to get it. I think you should try it first, <clears throat> honestly. You got to try it first and know that like, it's, it's worth the trade. You're going to do it just 
completely blind. Well, I'm hoping to get like a Paulo Curtado and maybe a half a Paulo Curtado. Yeah. See, right? like the one good thing about the secondary market is some people will do like sample splits, right? Yes. They'll take a bottle, they'll pour out 20 samples or whatever it is. Yeah. And be like, if you want to pay, I don't know, 30 bucks or 25 bucks. Yeah. If I could get a bottle and a half of the Paulo Curtado for the PX, I would do that tomorrow because then mm. I can keep a bottle of the Paulo Curtado at, yeah. like, as part of the collection. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. I, I hate myself for even thinking that way, but it is what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> what were we talking about? We're talking about. Oh yeah, you won the the, the fact you won that the draft. I won. You won the draft. So I congratulations! Won. Yep, good job. Yeah, it was a close one, but uh, it was close. I think next year I'll come out with a new strategy. Yeah. Uh, keep it fair. Yeah. And uh, back to the drawing board for you. Try to pick. I think a lot of people <laughs> like they liked your value selections. I I was actually some people didn't like your value selections. Someone some didn't people like are like, oh no, like obviously like way more quality over quantity yeah um, yeah but they like which is fair picks. they like which your is picks. fair yeah you know like what it is what it is uh this is why we do these kinds of things because we have differences of opinion and we like a lot of the same things mm -hmm. so imagine how everybody else feels there's That's a true. bunch of people out there that don't like anything that we pick yeah. so you know what i mean so Mm. opinions vary drastically that's the cool thing but in about the comment section people were like oh like kudos for like going outside the box and picking some distilleries that you don't necessarily always hear about you know yeah yeah like <clears throat> i thought it was fun it's it's a cool little thing that we're gonna do i think annually yeah. we have a few of those now do we yeah 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 we'll do them every year like during like you know fantasy season which is yeah. now yeah you know all the big sports are coming back so i think we have to get on a 12-year-old or a 15-year-old, um, like, bracket buster. Okay. Like, what's the best blind what's, tasting? Yeah, yeah. We'll do it. I think that would be cool. We should do that soon. Okay. Um, these need to be scored. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a very easy score for me. Um, these are good octomores are they my favorite octomores of all time no i think for me the point three, the 11.3 is going to get an 87 mm -hmm. really really good just south of that where i'd like go out and buy it mm -hmm. i don't think these are worth the price and the point one, i think it's a solid like 86 and a half I do prefer the the point three more. I always do. I don't think I've had a point one that's been better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good scores. Really, really like these whiskeys. Very, very good. Um, they give you something that other peated whiskeys don't give you. Yeah, it would have been nice to be able to compare the thirteen three to the thirteen one. Because it'll probably be hard to find the eleven three now. Um, They're still out there. They might still be. They don't out there. fly out. They don't fly off the shelves, man. Not, not the way they not used at that to. Price. Not at these prices now. Not the way they used to. And the fourteens just came out too, so the fourteens are rolling out now. Yeah, they'll just be getting to Canada soon. Yep. Um, I'm with you. I think I think the palate is better on the point three. I think the nose is slightly better as well. <clears throat> so I'm probably an eighty-seven on the. On the point uh, three, which I guess technically would be a higher score than you think of it, mm -hmm. 
because uh, I would buy that again. Yeah. Now, I mean, am I paying? What am I? What did you pay for that? It was a gift. It was a gift. But I think, what is that? Like three hundred bucks? Yeah, it's, it's around three ish, three twenty five. <sighs> okay, if I had to the score point three that, is go for more. Yeah, if I had to score that based on price, probably not that high. I'm taking off points for value. Yeah. Yeah. So like, keep in mind that like when we score our, on the Whiskey Rant podcast, we just score the whiskey. Yeah. Um, when I do scoring on my channel, it's, I will add or subtract value points right so this the price there's sorry the score will change depends on what i personally paid if i'm gifted a bottle i don't do that because i didn't pay for it right um if i if, did pay for it i would be subtracting points for what sure. i should what i will say is this if you've never had a point three before and the 11.3 presents itself even at 300 bucks buy it mm-hmm. because you're never going to get this experience in a whiskey I would take another route, and if you have access to the secondary market or auction sites, look for a nine point three. They won't be that expensive, I don't think. Probably like four or five hundred. I don't even think that much. Not that much. Okay, I'm gonna like, throw up on the screen right now what a nine point three is going for currently. All right. But I don't you think the nine point three is that much better than this at retail. Yes. I think the nine point three gets you as close to the six point three as you possibly can get. Okay. I would say yeah. the six point three. If you can, if you want to, like muster up the cash for that. Those the six point three is like what six seven hundred. They now? go for way more. Do they? They go for way more because the hype around the six the six uh, releases are are there. Even the six point one goes for a lot. Yeah, but the nine point three is kind of flying under the radar, and I, in my opinion, it is the best other than the than the six point three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, I'm fine with that. But what I will say is. If you're not a fan of like secondary market, because not everybody does buy from secondary, right? Like, no. or like some people don't eat, like, you know, how many questions I still get, like, where do you buy stuff on secondary market? Oh yeah. We should do an episode on that. We should probably do an episode. The problem, the problem with the secondary market is that most of it exists on Facebook or did exist on Facebook. And yeah. now that they've come through so much like scrutiny, the Van Winkle family, like really got their lawyers involved with like shutting that shit down U.S. Facebook groups grew to like 50, 60, 70,000 people, um, and those all got shut down. And now they're so tight-lipped about it. It's like it's invite-only. You can't like just send out someone an invite to yeah. these groups um, because you're responsible for the people you add. Interesting. So like I can't just add a stranger that likes our show um to a group because like suddenly i'm responsible for that person yeah if that person fucks around i'm out yeah you don't want that so now it's like it's it's not what it used to be um but there's lots of like uk auction sites there's uh legit auctions um there's waddington's as well there's ontario waddington's which is bonkers that's just nuts like a couple u.s ones i wonder um, i do truly wonder if Waddington's is like real people buying that stuff or just people it's money laundering for sure right there's u.s auction sites there's craigslist i would never suggest buying anything off that or <laughs> instagram i got like, some scammer tried to like um sell me some spring bank on instagram the other day did he keep asking about the spring bank 30 no he like he's like he wanted to like sell me a 21 or something and I'm like, this picture isn't even yours. I'm like, you're using my picture of my 21 on your account. I'm Was just he? No, he wasn't. <laughs> but like Instagram is like 
such a pure scam. Never buy a whiskey off anyone on Instagram unless you know them for sure. Yeah. Like, it's that's wild. Yeah. Um, so many people get scammed on Instagram and Craigslist and whatever else. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's not the way it used to be three years ago. Yeah. Where it was in the heyday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just finish scoring these bad boys real quick. So... I said 87 here, but I'm rethinking that because it's not that much better than this. It is better, but it's not like three points better. Oh. It's not two points better. So I'm going to say that this is an 86. So is it, is it a point and a half better? Because that's what I scored. Yeah, this is an 86, <laughs> and this is a 85. Okay. All right? Yeah. So basically meaning I would not buy this again. Okay. The point ones. And yeah. I would actually... like. If you're new to Octomore, I would avoid the point ones as a whole mm-hmm. and just go to point three if you're going to buy any Octomore. I agree. If you're going <laughs> to shell out the cash, shell out just a little bit more to go to the point three editions because they are, in, in our opinions, more complex. They got really funky elements to them yeah. that are, make them really cool. I would have bought the point three if it was available that night, but it wasn't. It was sold out. So that's, mm-hmm. here we are. And they produce less of the point three. Yeah. 18,000 bottles. This one. Might not even say. Unknown. Yeah. Unknown. But I would say at least double the amount or more. Yeah, it could be. Like, I've seen yeah. them up upwards of, like, 27,000 bottles. Okay. Um, who knows? This one doesn't say, like you said. Right. But it's up there. So you have it. Comment down below. Um, do you have like a go-to peated scotch that you like to drink in the fall months when it gets a little chilly outside? Do you uh, switch up your routine like us? Could you use an Octomore bottle as an infinity bottle and not get all that pee in it? Could it happen? <laughs> Would it happen? You'd have to uh, like soak it for months. Months? Yeah. <laughs> months. Or maybe you want, maybe that's that's the... The unique twist on your infinity bottle. True. You want that yeah. peat. You know what? Sometimes you like you throw a bourbon. Like when I do like the mini cask uh, finishes. Yeah. I'll put like a peated scotch in there, and then throw like um, like eagle rare tannin, mm-hmm. and it'll pick up a little bit of that peat. It's actually not too bad. I've yeah. had like some okay success with like a little peated bourbon. Peated bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. They they flirted with that for a while. It's, I've stick. had horrible uh, yeah. official bottlings of like peated bourbon, yeah, like bourbon work. Asian and an ex peat. Yeah, cask terrible. Yeah, not not good. Not good. Not good. No. Yeah. That's it. Until next time. Thanks so much for watching, guys. We much appreciate it. Leave us comments down below. Like the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll see you the next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.